Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Such a Lady and I'm your host Siobhan. If you are new tuning in, welcome to our toxic home. You are welcome. You can sit with us, get comfortable while I tell you about all these toxic love stories gone wrong. Now, if you are Sal, listen, hey girl, hey, thank you for tuning back in. I appreciate you. Again and again and again and again and again and again. Um, thank you all for all of your birthday wishes. I was completely overwhelmed. And if I didn't get back to saying thank you, I'm getting there. I just really, I told my daughter that I wanted, um, I just wanted to not have to plan anything. I'm always responsible for planning stuff. And then because her birthday is like the day after mine, I'm always in planning mode. I just didn't want to do it this year. Um, I told her I just want to be surrounded by the people that I love. And my goodness, my expectations were exceeded. So I had an amazing birthday. I thank you to all the people that took the time out to think about me. Um, Miss Wendella and my little nephew sent me a beautiful video. Um, one of our sales put my birthday in her calendar as a reminder. Like, who does that? Like, y'all are so freaking dope. I don't... <laughs> and and y'all wonder why I keep coming back. Because, listen, I love it here. Anyway, let's get to the business. Thank you and thank you again. Um, this week, such a lady is Mavia Siobhan Asbury. So, thank you for being this week's such a lady of the week. That's the clap. Till I get the, the clap thing, that's the clap. All right. <laughs> Our Such a Lady business of the week is um, Alleviation Massage, owned by Toya Williams. She, listen, she is super dope. She's humble. She's funny. Her clinic specializes in all different types of massages to fit your needs, um, the reviews are, look, just check out the reviews. They're all dope, five star and up. And um, Toya actually got a chance to um, to do massages for one of the shows on Broadway. And they had nothing but raving reviews. So if you are looking for a massage, you need something to help you feel better, definitely check her out. Um, you know, we're going to do the, the post so you can find her there or you can look her up. But if you get a chance, support, support, support. Um, this week's toxic love story is super sad because it's a story of, to me, how jealousy can turn deadly in an instinct. It did. It doesn't have to happen, but when you, I just feel like when you fixate your mind on something and you won't let it go, um, it it can get bad. Like you know what I mean. Like once you set your mind on something and you keep thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, you become obsessed. And what some people are willing to do to get what they want is crazy as hell to me. I just can't get past it. Oh, <laughs> so listen. Let's get to the good stuff. Brenda Delgado was born in Mexico, 
but her parents wanted a better life for her and her siblings. So they decided that they were going to move to Dallas. Um, So they packed up the siblings and they go there and they move into a low-income community, but they made it work. Um, Brenda's dad got a job. Brenda's mom got a job. They didn't have much, but they had each other, and they had the life that they wanted. To them, it was huge because it was better than where they were in Mexico. Brenda wanted to go to medical school, but her parents couldn't afford it. So she instead enrolled in a dental program and would later go on to become a dental assistant. Friends and family members uh, Brenda said she had a really, really good work ethic and she was overall a good person. She was always willing to give the shirt off her back, Um, always walked around, you know, with a smile on her face. She was just a really nice person. Um, Brenda, wanting more for herself, moved out of her parents' home, and then she moved into a spare bedroom of a childhood friend who was married. Now, I don't know what that was about, because I was wondering, are you a tenant at this place? Why did you move out of your parents' house to move into this house of this married couple? Maybe it was more freedom. Maybe they needed help. I couldn't really get the nitty-gritty on that, but I did find out that she moved out of her house and she moved into the house with the childhood friend and her and and they married house so um Brenda had a spare bedroom there so I guess Brenda um was even I mean I guess it's different if you don't stay at home with your parents you know even if they are older it's still a respect thing so I guess while moving out Brenda kind of got a little taste of freedom while staying at her new place she decides look mm, I want to meet me a boo. So she downloads a dating app and she meets a guy named Ricky and the two hit it off. On their first date, Ricky took Brenda to Jennifer Lopez concert. Right. Like where are they at? I don't know. I'm trying to, I didn't look under rocks. I can't find them. Um, (laughs) I'm just saying, listen, folks, we trying to get me to go Dutch and, and here, and here you are taking her to JLo concerts. Okay. So by the end of the night, Brenda was in love and it wasn't just because of the concert. Um, Ricky seemed to be a stand up guy. He had been married before and, him and his first wife had gotten a divorce and he moved to Dallas from California for his residency. Um, Friends would say that he looked like Ross off of Friends. I don't see it. I thought he was handsome. I mean, you know, for what he was, Um, but I didn't see Ross, but I could see where, you know, the girls would think he was kind of McDreamy. Um, but overall, he seemed like a really nice guy. He did. Um, I can only imagine Brenda thinking, I finally found the one. Because um, these dating streets is ghetto. I say that to y'all all the time. So if you in them and you think you found one, you you probably be like, dang, okay. Thank you, God. Thank you. You know, you... you <laughs> I'm I'm joking, but I'm serious. Brenda probably did feel like she had found the one. And for the next couple of months, things were going great for the two of them. And then Brenda got bad news. The couple that she was staying with asked Brenda to move out. They said that it was time for her to go 
And that was that. Now, once Ricky heard the news, he offered without hesitation to let her stay with him. I wasn't there, but they asked you to move in with them or they let you move in with them, this so-called couple. And then soon after you meet your boo, they said you got to go. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the overthinker in me, but I wonder if that was just Brenda's way of getting Ricky to let her move in, like speed up the process because things were going good for them. Um, And this man was showing interest. So I don't, I don't know if that was her way of trying to see if he would save her or if that really happened. I wasn't there, but I think that she played the man, but that ain't my business, but that's what I think. Either way, it worked. And for the next couple of years, the two would seem to be a normal couple who were moving towards their goals together. Brenda had introduced Ricky to her family. Um, Her mom was coming over to clean their house. He had gone to Mexico with her um, to meet some of her extended family. She was giving him shout outs on social media, saying that he was the best thing that ever happened to her. And you know, once you post it on social media, it's real. You know what I mean? It ain't real if it ain't so if it ain't on social media. I mean, that's that's the way folks think. But Brenda thought it was real enough that she posted it on social media. Um, she was just overall happy and in love. And while I was, you know, doing the research on the case, I was like, dang, you know. I, I could see that, you know, for her. Like, she she did everything right. She went to school. You know, she got a job. She went online. She made her parents proud. And, you know, she worked hard, and she finally met this guy. And, you know, things were going great for her. So much so that Ricky even got her a promise ring. So he promised her that there was going to be a future for them. You know what I mean? And Brenda was okay with that. This couple were doing grown couple things because Brenda became pregnant. I know, right? Now, after talking it out with Ricky, the couple decided to have an abortion because it wasn't the right time for them. I don't know if it was for them or if it was for Ricky, but either way it goes, they both agreed that the abortion wasn't was the best thing for them to do. And the abortion didn't end the relationship. It if anything, Brenda thought that it brought them closer together. And Brenda had hoped that in the future that she would possibly have children with Ricky. Um, now just wasn't the right time. They were trying to get their lives in order. But she she had hoped that in the future she would give birth to this man's children once the two got married. Apparently, though, Ricky didn't get the memo. Like, he didn't get the email. Like Somebody didn't send it to him because he told Brenda that he wanted to call things off and that he wanted her to move out. Ouch. I know, right? Like, Ricky, come on. Why? Now, although Brenda was hurt, she respected Ricky's wishes and she moved out. She got her own apartment. 
And I'm going to tell y'all, Brenda's better than me because the two of them remain friends, checking on each other through emails and texts. Brenda, at one point, even helped Ricky find someone to fix his car. She had a friend who worked on cars, and I guess Ricky was having some car problems. So she met Ricky at the mechanic shop, uh, let him drop his car off. She took him to work. She wasn't trying to hit on him. It was just her being a really, really good friend. And she even was like, hey, if you need anything else, let me know. And that was that. So it appeared that there was no hard feelings between the two. Um, I'm not saying that I don't think that exes can't be friends, but they didn't have no ties together. And it's okay if I see you in the streets, but all that extra email and text and how you doing, no, you, you was done with me. So go be great on purpose. Um, if I happen to see you in the streets, hello. But no, uh-uh. We not don't don't email me how I'm doing. I'm st- I'm horrible. You broke up with me. Did you forget that? <laughs> and I would definitely say that. So it's best. <laughs> they be like, how you doing? I hope life is going great. Um, did you forget that you broke up with me? Did you forget that I was living with you and I thought things were good and then you all of a sudden told me that you wanted me to get out? Um, I don't, I'm not sure what this email is for. Like, what are we doing here? So yeah, it's best that Ricky wasn't emailing me or texting me because he would be real mad. Be like, I'm going to need you to be the bigger person. I'm going to need you to go to hell. (laughs) I'm just saying like, you know, you got to pick your battles. And that is a battle that I would stand 10 toes down in. Ricky, don't you send me not another email or not another text. Not, not one more. Okay. Now, Ricky, although he's sending these texts, he's trying to be Mr. Friendly. He's also trying to move on with his life. And he wanted to try his hand at salsa. And so he signs up for these salsa classes and he's finna learn how to salsa for the girls. Guess who shows up at the salsa class? You guessed it, Brenda. Apparently the two have more in common than they thought. This chance meeting at the salsa class had Ricky ready to spin a block to get his old thing back. And Brenda was here for it. Like, she was like, listen, I've been waiting at the curb for you to get here. So if you spin in the block, I'm getting in the car. That That's what happened. Listen, I just tell the stories. I don't write them. The two decided to give love another shot. Only this time, Brenda stayed at her own place. And I'm sure it was not by choice. I'm sure Ricky was like, listen, we're going to take it slow. We're going to try this again, but you're going to stay where you at. And I'm going to stay where I'm at. And we're going to do what we do. But Ricky wasn't a bad person because he was nice enough to add her to his cell phone plan. So although they weren't living together, they were, you know, trying to get that old thing back. And Ricky was trying, you know, his best to make this a go. Um, Brenda's family even asked, like, what are your intentions with her? Like, you left the last time, you're here again. Like, what's up? What are your intentions? And he said his intentions for her were actually good. Like, he actually wanted to make this work. And Brenda was ecstatic about that. She had her man back and things were looking up for her. She was going back to school. Um, what more could she want? Then here come Rollercoaster Ricky again, talking about (laughs) he needed a break. 
some some stuff was going on in his life and he needed to take care of it and apparently he couldn't do it while he was dating Brenda. So she pushed to the side again for the second time by Ricky. Brenda had given up a baby. Ricky had given her a promise ring. He had met her family. This was not the way things were supposed to happen for Brenda. This is not this is not it. Like the math ain't math and like Ricky, what are you doing? Like you keep playing with me and I don't like it. But once again, Brenda told Ricky she understood and that the two could remain friends. For Ricky to have all these issues that caused him to break up with Brenda and he couldn't be with her and all this stuff, he had no problem hopping on the World Wide Web and creating a new profile on a dating site. Right. All I'm saying is, listen, men know who they want to be with. If Ricky wanted to really marry Brenda, then I don't care what issues he had going on. He would have got through them with her. You know what I mean? If he really wanted to be with her, he wouldn't have left her. Um, He wouldn't have gave her that promise ring and kept promising stuff that he had no intentions of promising. If you willing to commit to go to, you know, medical school, then you're a hard worker. You, you, you have, you have consistency in your bone, dedication, motivation in your bone. So Ricky knew that Brenda wasn't the one and that didn't make Brenda a bad person. That just made Brenda not his person and I think sometimes we get that confused just because they not your person doesn't make you a bad person they just not your person and that's okay but I don't think Brenda was okay with that because she was distraught she couldn't eat she couldn't sleep her grades were falling she would talk about Ricky to anybody who would listen but when she would run into Ricky, she seemed fine. Like, she seemed like she was okay. Life was going well. And by the way, how did they keep running into each other after they broke up? I, because I'm going to tell you something. I will turn into Kim Possible and scale a wall before I keep running into my exes like that. I sure will. <laughs> you best believe. <laughs> you best believe. Who's that lady on that wall over there, Siobhan? Because <laughs> we're not finna keep doing this. We are not. But she wanted to see Ricky. Or should I say she set up times to see Ricky? Because Brenda was also a spy. I told y'all Kim Possible. No, I'm just playing. I kid, she wasn't a spy, but she might as well have been. Because Brenda, (laughs) homegirl was doing the most, okay? She had gotten a hold of Ricky's password and could read his messages and emails. (laughs) Listen, homegirl wasn't done. She also downloaded an app to track his, his cell phone. So those convenient encounters weren't so convenient, right? Brenda was making a point to run into Ricky, and he was none the wiser. Like, he's just really out here like, hey, girl, hey, 
it's good to see you. <laughs> How did you find me out here on this cliff in the middle of nowhere? Brenda like, oh, I don't know. I was just driving by. Like, stop <laughs> Like, stop playing. But that's me. That's how oblivious I would be. I'd be like, oh, how did you end up on Mars? Oh, okay, okay. They was having a two-for-one. Oh, okay. Well, it was nice to see you not thinking that, you know, you really out here stalking me. Um, But Ricky didn't know. I mean, because he even emailed Brenda to let her know that he had a new girlfriend like y'all these folks is crazy like do not email me telling me that you got a new girlfriend and you broke up with me why would you think I care why would you think I wanted to know but he was telling her as if Brenda didn't already know that he had a girlfriend because she had access to all his stuff. So she knew he was dating. She knew that he was going around town flirting. She knew that he was on dating apps. I mean, homegirl was stalking them. She was stalking their social media pages for hours, looking at the trips that they went on, um, looking at, you know, just, just becoming obsessed. And then once you become fixated on something, it can have you going down a rabbit hole. And that is what I think happened with Brenda. The more she looked, the angrier she got. Why not me? He never took me to that place. He never looked at, that happy with me. He never smelled like that with me. And it didn't help that Ricky's new boo thing was beautiful inside and out. Kendra went on mission trips. She led Bible studies for low-income children. She once traveled to the equator to perform free dental work for children. <laughs> Oops, did I forget to mention? Kendra was a dentist. Yeah. So Brenda was hotter than fish grease. She was. Here this woman was with the man of her dreams, trying to create a life. How dare she? Who did she think she was? Brenda tried to move on and date other men, but she just really couldn't Stop talking about Ricky long enough for anybody to get to know her personally or for her to even get to know them. All she wanted to do was talk about Ricky and the relationship they had or Ricky and the relationship that he was in. It was always Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Brenda had a friend who was down on her luck who came to stay with her. Her name was Jennifer. And reportedly, this friend said that all she did was talk about Ricky. And the friend got so sick of it that she would, like, take up shifts or stay later at work or make arrangements to not be at the house. But she would purposely make it a point to stay away because all Brenda could do was talk about Ricky and Kendra. So homegirl moved out. She was like, enough is enough. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to hear this anymore. I'm over it. I'm tired of hearing the same story over and over again. Brenda had noticed that Ricky and Kendra had been to California a couple of times. And then Ricky reaches out to her and tells Brenda that she's going to have to get off of his cell phone plan because he has taken a job in California. At this point, Brenda's losing it because if he's moving, Kendra must be moving with him. And how can she pull off running into this man in California over 1,700 miles away? How is that possible? There was no other way. Ricky just couldn't leave. 
he couldn't. It wasn't possible. Brenda wasn't having it. It wasn't going down. So Brenda approaches her cousin with a metal baseball bat and asked him to beat Ricky into a coma because if he was sick, he couldn't leave. Brenda's cousin said that he thought she was hurt and drunk. So he just kind of laughed it off and was like, yeah, she's just playing. But Brenda wasn't joking and she was not going to be deterred at all. Remember that friend that moved out because Brenda couldn't stop talking about Ricky? Y'all remember that friend? She had a friend named Crystal who used to come over and Crystal was kind of down on her luck. She was barely making ends meet and she had a son and here comes Brenda with a proposition for her, okay? Brenda tells her for $500, she needs her to make someone go away. And Crystal says yes. And after that, this plan would change the course of so many lives, y'all. Oh my gosh, so many lives. Brenda and Crystal begin stalking Kendra and trying to find out the best way and the best time to kill her. The two decide that shooting her would be the best way to go, but neither of the two know how to shoot a gun, so they thought it was best to hire a gunman. But where do you find said gunman at? You know what I mean? In Crystal's neighborhood, of course, because it's low income, so there has to be a gunman there. That's what Brenda said. That was the second time that Crystal should have slapped Brenda. The first time would have been when she offered her $500 to kill somebody. Like, what is, what are you doing? Why would, one, why would you think that I'm willing to take that? And two, why, why would you think somebody's life was only worth $500? Who do you think you are? So yeah, I, Brenda, yeah, me and Brenda wouldn't have got along at all. Mm-mm. Not at all. The two meet Christopher Love, who is this small-time marijuana dealer, but he wants to make it big. He wants to be big in these streets. Brenda can sense this, so she tells him that she's in with the cartel, and if he can help her, she can change his life forever. All the drugs he could ever think of, she could get for him. And he can finally be the man that he aspires to be. Now, Christopher was in. $500 and all the drugs you can have were all that these two people needed to agree to kill a woman that they never even met. Hell, truth be told, Brenda hadn't even met this lady. She, She hadn't. She hadn't met Kendra. She had no reason not to like her. But in her mind, she was the one thing that was keeping Ricky from being with her. Now, Ricky seemed nice enough. He did. But Rollercoaster roller Ricky couldn't get the chance to keep breaking my heart. He couldn't. I'm just, Say, for instance, he did come back. How long before the shoe would drop again? And then here come Rollercoaster Ricky talking about he got to go because he need time to get himself together. No, 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 no. Sometimes we have to see the blessing and the goodbye. It was a reason that Ricky kept leaving her. And it was because he wasn't for her. But instead of going along with the plan for her life, Brenda decides that she's going to play God and Kendra's time is up. Kendra got to go. The sad thing about it is that Kendra didn't even know the evil being plotted on her behind her back. She was just being a good person, living her life. 
Brenda finds out in addition to the move that Ricky is taking Kendra to Cancun. And Brenda has to act fast. I don't know if she thought that this trip was Ricky going to propose to her. I don't know what she thought, but it had to happen before this trip happened. So she tells her team that it's time to move. Brenda borrows a BMW from a friend because they can't use her car. You know what I mean? Like, that wouldn't make sense. But the friend's car starts acting up. So instead of Brenda saying abort mission, she takes the car to her friend's shop. You know the one that Ricky used to get his car fixed? Yeah, that friend. She takes the car to her friend's shop. And her friend was nice enough to let Brenda use his Jeep while working on fixing the car that Brenda brought in. Okay? It gets worse, y'all. Crystal then takes Brenda to the library to study for an upcoming exam and so that Brenda has an alibi. She then goes to get the shooter, Chris, and the two spend the day stalking Kendra, waiting for her to get off work. So they're just sitting outside her work all day, just waiting to kill this lady. At no time did they say, hey, listen, let's not do this. At one point, Crystal takes Christopher, drops him off at home, goes to pick her son up from school, takes him to get him something to eat, drops him off at the babysitters, goes back to pick Christopher up, and then they go back to stalk Kendra while she's still at work. Never, not one time did they say, let's not do this. This is not a good idea. They never, never say that. There were so many times that they could have said, listen, this lady's life is worth more than this. But they never said it. Once Kendra is off work, she stops by a friend's house to pick up a camera for her upcoming trip to Cancun. Never knowing that she's never going to make it there. She was so excited. She was getting this camera. She's getting ready to go. She's going to go with her man, my man, my man, my man. Like, she's... It, Life is great. Once Kendra arrived to her parking garage, she was met with the worst fate ever. She was shot in the head and died on the scene. The police were baffled that this happened because this was not an area where things like this happened. It, it just wasn't. I know people say it all the time, but the police were like, this just wasn't one of those areas. That, that stuff like this happened. Um, Kendra's purse was missing, so the police suspected that this was a robbery gone wrong. And the only clue they had was the Jeep that they caught on video leaving the parking garage. And so they decided to release it to the public to see if they could find someone who could, you know, tell them whose Jeep this was. Brenda's friend loses it and he's like hold up Brenda what's going on why is my van why is my jeep on the news like I let you borrow what's going on and so Brenda's like listen I let my friend Crystal use the jeep and Crystal be doing some dirty stuff but I don't know if she would do something like that but listen maybe you could paint your jeep maybe you could paint it so the police you know won't won't be looking at you 
And so Jose's like, uh, yeah, okay. And then he, he proceeds to get out the phone with Brenda, but Brenda's like, by the way, don't tell anybody about this conversation we had. And so Jose is like, yeah, you want me to pay my Jeep and not tell nobody about this conversation, but I got a whole family out here. I got a business out here. No. So Jose goes to the police and he's like, that's my car, but I let a friend drive it. And when police ask for his friend's name, Brenda Delgado is mentioned to the police for the first time, but it would definitely not be the last. Police bring Brenda in for questioning and she admits to letting her friend Crystal drive the Jeep. But what she didn't say is while she had it, she was doing business for Brenda. She just tells the police, like, whatever she was doing was her business when she had the truck. It wasn't any of my business. She just needed she just needed a car. I was helping her out. But she does want to know why her letting her friend drive a car has her in an interrogation room. Like, what does this have to do with this? And the police tell her, ma'am, somebody's dead. This serious business. This goes way beyond the Jeep. And while they're asking questions to Brenda, they're also on the lookout for Crystal because they need to talk to her. The police pick her up and at first she lies about why and where she was there with the Jeep. But then she finally tells the police that she was involved and they charge Crystal with capital murder. Now that they have that out of the way, they go back into the room with Brenda and they confront her with this evidence. But Brenda's not backing down and the police don't have enough to charge her with murder. So eventually Brenda ends up going home, but not for long because just <laughs> enough time to grab a couple of items and then head to Mexico. And this is why the police were trying to charge her because they had an idea that she was going to try to flee. And they did. They were right. They had Crystal, but now Brenda's on the run. And they know she's there. They know someone is helping her, but they also know someone else is involved because they know that Crystal wasn't the one that did the shooting. They know she was the driver, but she wasn't the one that did the shooting. So they turned their attention to finding the shooter. And while the police are doing this, Crystal has her come to Jesus moment and decides that she wants to go home. She wants to help the police. She doesn't want to spend her life in jail forever for Brenda. She made some bad choices, but she wants to do right now. So Crystal's help leads to finding Christopher Love, who, after much lying and going round and round in circles, admits to being the person who shot Kendra in the head. There was nothing left to do at this point but to bring Jen, uh, Brenda home for justice. But that would be easier said than done because Brenda was laying low. I'm talking about <laughs> quiet as a mouse. But the police knew that somebody was helping her, so they decided to track the money. And once they tracked the money, they found Brenda. But just because they found her didn't bring they could, didn't mean they could bring her home because Mexico would not agree for Brenda to be extradited back to Texas unless the FBI agreed that they would not seek the death penalty and they didn't they agreed that they weren't going to put 
Brenda to death. And so they brought her home and she went to trial. Crystal testified against Brenda along with all the evidence, not only to mention the fact that she fled to a whole nother country. I mean, like it, it was given that she was guilty. Um, it took the jurors less than 40 minutes to convict Brenda of murder for hire and sentenced her to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And I think if she hadn't went to Mexico, she would have gotten the death penalty because Chris, Love, the one who actually pulled the trigger, he ended up getting the death penalty. Crystal ended up getting 35 years in jail, but her lawyer told her that she could try for parole after being in jail for about 15. Um, and so she decided that, that that was enough for her. She said that she understood the role that she played and she, she was accountable when they asked her why she did it though. Why Crystal, like $500, she she said, have you ever been broke? She said, I was just a mother out here trying to take care of my child. She said, I looked up to Brenda. Here this lady was. She had a nice car. She had a nice house. She had big TVs. And she was showing me attention. And nobody had done that for me before. And she was willing to give me something that could help take care of my son and make our lives better. And so to me, $500 isn't worth it. But to her, it was a whole lot of money. Um, it was going to change her life and her son's life. Um, but once she had time to sit back and think about it, she realized that the $500 wasn't worth it. It wasn't, but there was nothing she could do at that time. She couldn't bring Kendra back, but she could help to make things better. Um, it's so sad because Kendra was so innocent. She didn't even know. Can you imagine just living your life day to day not 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 even knowing that somebody's out here plotting to kill you just plot people you don't even know are wishing evil on you why because you dated somebody that didn't want them anymore it's not worth it Kit, brenda might have found the love of her life you know what i mean she might have met him the next day but she didn't even give it a chance because she was so focused on trying to control her destiny that now she going to be in prison for the rest of her life. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it, y'all. It ain't worth it. But y'all know where we go from here. If you are in a toxic relationship and you are ready to choose you, listen, we are all here for it. We are. We are rooting for you. We are cheering you on. And if you need help, getting out of a toxic situation you can always reach out to us we can put you in touch with the right people or if you don't want us in your business you can reach out to the national domestic hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE whatever you do we just want you to be safe if you are the toxic if you are the drama same applies to you you can reach out to us you don't gotta stay the same you don't listen you could be toxic for 999 years and then wake up one day and decide you don't want to be toxic no more and that's your business that's your business that ain't nobody's business but yours you don't have to be the same as long as you have breath in your body you can change and if you need help changing you can always reach out to us here at such a lady or the national domestic hotline whatever you do we just asking that you choose you 
For the rest of y'all, don't forget to be great on purpose. I love y'all and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the birthday love. Thank you for, just thank y'all for being y'all. I love y'all. Y'all so dope. And remember, if your day, your morning doesn't start off great, that's okay. Don't let a bad moment turn into a bad day. Don't milk it all day. Listen, it's okay to have, to have the moment, but don't let it have the day. I'll meet y'all at Such a Lady on Instagram, Such a Lady 30, and then Such a Lady Facebook. Um, and you can always reach out to Such a Lady True Crime at, I mean, Such a Lady True Crime at gmail.com. But hey, listen, however you need to, you, you can find us. We out here, okay? I love y'all, and don't forget to be great on purpose. Thanks for tuning in.